I want to begin sharing with you this morning on a series we're going to do for a few weeks entitled The Rock of Hope. How many people know it's important to have hope? Uh, you know it's important to have hope? You know, the scripture talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 says, Now by these three, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is which one? Love. love. So it's not uncommon to hear people talking about and also to hear messages on the importance of growing in the love of God, developing the love of God, learning to trust that God loves us and so forth. Uh, we hear that quite often and we hear that many times as people's personal ambition and desire is to grow in the fruit of the spirit in, in the love of God and producing the fruit of God's spirit. And I hear people say, you know what, I just really need to develop a heart of love. Or perhaps you already told someone, you really need to grow in love. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that other than me? <laughs> in my love for you, I was critical of you and judgmental of you and say, you really need to shape it up and learn how to walk in the love of God. So we hear a lot about God's love, and we also hear many times people talking about faith. I really need to develop my faith. I need to become stronger in faith, and it's my desire to become stronger in faith. And so we hear a lot of talking about love and a lot of uh, 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 conversation about faith, but when it comes to hope, not so much. When's the last time you heard someone say, my goal for this year is to really develop my hope? To develop my hope. You don't hear it that much, but yet the scriptures say, now by these three, faith, hope, and love, Yes, it does say the greatest of these is love, and that's because Galatians 5 and verse 6 tells us that faith works by love. When you have a revelation of the love of God, that God is love and how much God loves us, putting our faith and confidence in him is a piece of cake. When you try to develop faith without knowing about the love of God, then it's not so easy. It becomes very complicated and becomes very legalistic. So it's so important to have ourselves developed in the love of God that faith works by love. But then we have this commodity of God called hope. Everyone say hope. And it's important that we grow in hope as well. Because in life, uh, as, we, as we go through life, there's a, one of two things can happen to us as we're going through life. And uh, first of all, we can, uh, over time, <clears throat> our theology, what we believe about God or not believe about him, it's really it's gonna, it's going to conform to our current reality. And when that happens, our hope or expectation uh, just gets smaller, just dissipates. We don't no longer have any hope. We no longer believe that things are gonna be better tomorrow than they are today. Because we just allowed our, our theology to, to we, we, we finally just brought it into line up with our current reality and this is just the way it is and I have no reason to have an expectation that things are going to get better. That's a sad, that, that is a sad frame of mind to be living in. You don't want to be living in that type of hopelessness where you have no longer have any ability whatsoever to, to believe that things are going to get better, to hope for a, a brighter future. The other thing that can happen is that your reality, when you, when you stay hooked up to the love of God and, and, and your faith begins to work because you have an understanding of God's love and your reality uh, begins to conform to your theology, now your hope begins to rise. 
Now you begin to have a hope in God. You begin to have a, like the Bible definition of hope is to have a confident expectation. And so uh, now you're in a place where you're believing God, you are hopeful about the future and that uh, things are going to get better and better and you just have a, you become a very optimistic type person rather than a, a pessimistic person. So we want to become optimistic and we want to be developing a hope in almighty God. So the three, that ex- the three things, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love, but we want to continue to grow in our hope just like we want to continue to grow in love and we want to continue to grow grow in faith because of faith expresses itself through love. And Hebrews 11 chapter one tells us that faith is a confidence that what we hope for. Everyone say hope for. Are you hoping for something? Are you here this morning as a hopeful individual that you are hoping that you have a found expectation that things are going to be better? You have an expectation that God is here with you, for you, and interested in working through you. Faith is the confidence in that, 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 that we, faith is a confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It will actually happen. So be honest with yourself and ask yourself the question, am I hopeful and do I have faith? And am I, is my faith, my confidence that that which I am hoping for will actually happen? It will happen. Everyone say it will happen. See, faith always has to do with, uh, excuse me, hope always has to do with the future and the unseen. The Apostle Paul states in Corinthians, why, do you, why would you hope for something that you already see? Faith has, uh, hope has to do with things that are not yet seen, that are not yet experienced. But you are hopeful that you will, and your faith in God that works by love is your confidence that it will happen. And that causes you to be optimistic. That causes you to be a person of great expectation. You are fully anticipating and and, and fully assured and, and, and expecting that things are going to get better. That the promises of God are going to be manifested in your life. And, and, and you can con- continue to work on that. So have that rock of hope developed within you. So Bible hope, again, is defined as a profound certainty. It's favorable, confident expectation, and it has to do with the unseen and the future. Dr. King, in his well-known speech, I Have a Dream speech, I'm going to quote just a small portion of it this morning. And in that speech, I've, I've, I've heard this speech and I've read this speech, but uh, just a few weeks ago, I read an excerpt of it and I thought, I don't think I ever caught that before, but it goes like this. And quoting from Dr. King's speech on I Have a Dream, he says this, this is our hope and this is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. Everyone say, stone of hope. That's from Dr. King's speech. I'm referring to it as a rock of hope because the the New Living Translation refers to it as a rock. But Dr. King's reference to having a hope and having a faith that he would be able, that they would be able to hew out of the mountain of despair, the despair talking about the racial discriminations and, and tensions that were taking place in the 50s and in the 60s. 
That his hope was that those things would be resolved and that he referred to hewing out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. So cutting that stone of hope out of that mountain of despair uh, is something that he made reference to and it it comes from the book of Daniel chapter 2. I'm going to begin reading it in Daniel chapter 2. I'll begin reading at verse 31. And then this particular chapter is the chapter where King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And and his interpreters, his normal line of interpreters were not able to interpret that dream. But Daniel, who had been taken captive into his regime, had been able to interpret this particular dream. And he he gives the king, Daniel interprets the dream for the king. So in verse 31, it says, In your vision, your majesty, you saw standing before you a huge shining statue of a man. It was a frightening sight. The head of the statue was made of fine gold. Its chest and arms were, were silver. Its belly and thighs were bronze. Its legs were iron, and its feet were a combination of iron and baked clay. As you watched, a rock was cut from a mountain, Not by human hands, it struck the feet of iron and clay, smashing them to bits. The whole statue was crushed into small pieces of iron, clay, bronze, silver, and gold. Then the wind blew them away without a trace, like chaff on a threshing floor. But the rock that knocked the statue down became a great mountain and covered the whole earth. So it was a small rock cut out of a mountain without hands. So we're talking about something that's supernatural. And even though it began small, it became very large. So Daniel's interpreting this dream. The stone of hope or this rock of hope is the kingdom of God. It's a type of the kingdom of God here on the earth. And it begins as something quite small, seemingly powerless and ineffective, yet eventually it is toppling all the governments of all, all the evil uh, governments and, and evil and oppression. This small stone, this rock of hope. In Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31 and 32 talked about a mustard seed, that, that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It's the smallest seed but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. And so in this situation, we have a type of the kingdom of God and in Dr. King's speech, he said, I have a dream. This is our faith. This is our hope that out of a mountain, that a, that a mountain, that out of that a stone, we can cut a stone out of a mountain of despair. The despair that, Martin, that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was up against, again, was the racial bias and discrimination and prejudice. It's very awful. It still is awful, and it's not right. But in reference to his speech and, and the time frame that he lived in, that's what he was making reference to. And he referred to it that I have a faith and I have a hope that out of this mountain of despair, my question for you this morning is what mountain are you looking at that seemed to be insurmountable? You could call it a mountain of despair. I don't want to buy any, I, I, I don't want to take away from Dr. King's passion and Dr. King's speech and, and the culture of that particular day, but uh, too much of that culture still is, is prevalent today. But uh, 
I don't want to take away from that, but you bring it into your, bring it forward into your life. What mountain of despair is rising up, has risen up in front of you? What in your life right now seems to be insurmountable? And can you borrow the words from Dr. King? Say, this is my faith and this is my hope. That out of this mountain of despair, we're going to hew a stone of hope, a rock of hope, out of this mountain of despair. And even though it's a very small stone, it's going to become a very large stone, and it's going to, it's going to break to pieces all, all these things that are standing before us. It's going to literally smash it to pieces, just like all the kingdoms of this world. In due time, Jesus Christ is going to rise up supreme and things are going to come back into a kingdom order and the kingdom of God is going to be fully manifested on the earth and all things are going to be subject back again unto him. In the meantime, we have many governments, we have lots of opposition from a cultural standpoint and from a political standpoint, but also personally, internally, our own personal lives. We have mountains of despairs before us that Jesus Christ is very much interested in, in, in enabling you that if you'll place your faith and your hope in him, yes, it's things that are not yet seen. It's things that you're hoping for. I'm hoping that this circumstance will disappear. I'm hoping that this situation will turn around. I'm putting my hope and my confidence in God's promises. This hope that I'm talking to you about, this rock of hope, it's not something that you just all of a sudden, you don't just uh, develop it yourself. It's a God-given gift that we have. The scriptures tell us that uh, we have the promises of God's word and that the promises of his word are given to us and they are written that we might have hope. And this hope is always to be generated by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Are you a person, are you hopeful today that whatever despair is in front of you is going to be annihilated? Can you believe God for that? Can you come to a place where you build up that hope, where, you, where, where your faith becomes the confidence that that thing that you are hoping for, it's okay to have hope, it's okay to have desire, it's okay to have a vision, it's okay to, to dream about things getting better. And not to be living and to be paralyzed by a spirit of fear. Because the word of God is very clear that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So it, it, it's, it's okay to be hoping that I can be functioning in soundness of mind. It's okay that I can uh, have a dream, that I can have a hope that I am free of the spirit of fear, that I'm not paralyzed, that there's not things in my life that I like to do, but I'm not doing because I'm afraid. There's dreams I can dream and believe God that it, they will happen. I don't have to just put them aside and, and live with despair thinking it will never happen. It can happen. I was told I can't do it. I'm not the right person. I'm not tall enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I can't do it. It'll never happen. Don't buy into that. Don't settle for that. You can develop within your heart of hearts. 
within your mind, within your soul, from a biblical perspective. I'm not talking about a false hope. I'm not talking just, you know, about something that's not realistic. I'm talking about really coming to a place where you, you are well-balanced in, in, in the realm of faith, hope, and love. And just because the scripture tells us that the greatest of these three is love, that you just focus on love and you forget about faith and hope. What are you hoping for? What have you given up on because a mountain of despair stared you down and you backed away from it? This is my dream. This is our faith. This is our hope that we go back to the south with. that a stone of hope can be hewn out of the mountain of despair. Dr. King, along with many of the other civil rights leaders, many, most of the leaders in that particular era in the 50s and 60s in the forefront were uh, clergy. And so a lot of their speeches were uh, drawn from scriptural references. And so just like this one, he was, uh, Dr. King was referring to this particular passage here in Daniel interpreting the king's dream and under, the, under these ungodly governments, God is going to raise up, he's gonna be out of this mountain of despair that was oppressing the children of God, that out of that mountain of despair, supernaturally, there's gonna be a rock cut out of that mountain and that rock is gonna cut this statue that is representing all the different kingdoms and all the different empires and, and, but, and that are ruling over, over the earth, but they're all gonna be brought to nothing and they're gonna be blown away as chaff on a threshing floor and that rock that knocked the statue down is to become a great mountain and it covered the whole earth. In chapter 2, as you continue to read through there, you come over to uh, verse 40, uh, 40, uh, 45. Verse 45 of Daniel chapter 2 says, This is the meaning of the rock cut from the mountain, though not by human hands that crushed to pieces a statue of iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold. The great God was showing the king, what will happen in the future, the dream is true and the meaning is certain. He was showing him in a dream what will happen in the future. Your hope that has been given to you by God is something that will happen in the future. It has to do with things that are not yet seen with your natural eyes and they are futuristic do not give up on the promises of God for your life, for the things that God has called you and equipped you in, the dreams that he has given you, the heart's desires that you have. Don't give up on them because they have not been, you have not been able to touch it yet and you're not able to see it yet. And it's in that realm when it's not able to be touched and it's not able to be seen. It's, very, it's a very vulnerable season. It's a very vulnerable time because that's when uh, we can be our own worst enemy and we can talk ourselves down or other people will oblige us and say, well, that'll never happen. That's crazy to think that that's possible. 
Really? How crazy is it? Has, has, has uh, crazy ever happened before in the scripture? Has, it, has the impossible ever occurred before in your Bible? Have you ever read in scripture where the impossible happened? Three of you have? Are you all reading the Bible? <laughs> what Bible are you reading? Have you ever read where something that seemed to be impossible actually happened? Yes. Absolutely. And the scriptures are filled with examples of miraculous things taking place. And they're not, just, they're not just recorded for our benefit so that we can read them and rejoice over what happened. But also to build a hope and to birth a hope within us that the same God that did what he did yesterday is the same God today and he'll be the same God tomorrow. And he wants to, and the hope that occurred in people's lives or the stories that we have in the scriptures are there to build our confidence and to build our faith and our trust in him and to develop a hope within us. So when a, when a, when a spark, when you have that spark, when you have that glimpse of something, you see, ah, oh, I would really enjoy that. That would be awesome. God, that can happen in my life. When you have that, that that's the, that, the birthing of something. That, that, that's a possibility. You call it possibility thinking. Call it dreaming. Having a vision board, whatever you want to call it. But it's biblical. And to have that rock of hope, to have that small rock hewn out of a mountain, crushing all the existing empires, all the things that are opposing you, The words that I'm sharing with you today, some of you may be saying, well, I hear what you're saying, but the mountain of despair before me is so large, it's, it's so incredibly invasive in my life that what you're saying I hear, but it seems so insignificant. Yeah, so did that rock hewn out of the mountain of despair seem very, very insignificant. But it became a large rock. It, it crushed all the existing opposition, all the existing oppression. It crushed it. And we say crushed it. The rock of hope. Let it crush everything that's opposing you. Let it crush everything, all the, all the negative thinking, all the negative uh, prophecies that have been prophesied over you, things that have been spoken over you. Let, that, let the rock of God's word, the rock of hope, just demolish everything that ever just keeps rising up before you as mountains of despair. I get over one mountain and all of a sudden there's another mountain. Well, I think Jesus refers to it as mountain moving faith. I believe Jesus said the kingdom of God is if you have faith as a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be plucked up and be removed and it would obey you. We're talking about kingdom principles that Jesus said, if you would say these things, if you would believe these things and say these things and, and act on the hope that is within you, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But remember, remember that faith, faith is the confidence of the things that you're hoping for, that they will come to pass. They will come to pass. And this faith that is the confidence is a faith that works by the works in love, it works by love, understanding and really grabbing hold of the love of God in your life. So today, you find things not going so well, 
in one area of life or another, or some people may be thinking it's not going well in any area of my life, Pastor Ray. <laughs> well, it's about to change. It's about to change. You got up and you got dressed and you came here today or you logged on, you're watching today because something inside you, something inside you is motivating you. You know what? I, I need a little glimmer of hope. I, I need some hope. And it may, just, it, it may just feel like a very glimmer. So it really looks hopeless, but if I be honest, I have a little glimmer of hope that it's a, it's a possibility. It doesn't seem all that grand at the moment. It's a possibility. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Dr. King had that dream that out of that, that, that stone of hope, out of that mountain of despair, things would change, things would become better. It starts small. Your mountain of despair, whether it be social, civil, financial, relational, health, political polarization, any other types of polarizations in our culture today, I want you to know that Jesus is our rock of hope. The scripture tells us that uh, in his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope, into a living hope through Jesus Christ, and that our hope and our faith are to be in almighty God. Don't give up. You're here today. You're alive. God is with us. God is with you. Your situation can change. The mountain of despair can be brought to nothing. It really can. If you keep hope alive and keep feeding it, growing in the love of God, developing in faith and cooperating with the three of them working together, faith, hope, and love. Envision hope becoming that rock, just literally obliterating all opposition, anything that's opposing your dream, your vision. It's coming to nothing, and it's just blowing away like chaff. You'll look back tomorrow and say, how did that happen? How did I get from this mountain of despair being before me to being over here in all this goodness and all this mercy? It's supernatural. The stone, the rock of hope that Daniel referred to in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, said it was cut out, not with human hands, but I'm talking to you about the hope that I'm stirring up within you, hoping to stir up within you, to, to light a passion within you. It's not anything we do with, it's, it's beyond natural ability. Everyone say beyond natural. That's why we worship the God that we worship. That's why we serve the God that we serve. It's beyond that. If, all we're, if we're going to confine our lives to natural ability, there's a certain degree of success, and there's a lot of, of benefits that we have out of the natural man's ability. If you want to look at it that way, personally, I look at it that all the ingenuity that we have and the medical breakthroughs and things that we have, personally, I believe they all come from God. God has graced men and women with great wisdom, and they, and, and they apply that wisdom to make our lives much better today. I'm thankful for all of it thankful for all the technology that we have that makes life better. Thank you for all the health and science breakthroughs that we have to help us to live healthier lives, all the wisdom and the insight that we have to help things be better. But beyond all that, all the things that we have, we still have some challenges. 
Matter of fact, some of the things that I just mentioned, some of the, the technology and things that we have, they brought great breakthroughs and great benefits to us, but they also came with great negative side effects to them. Social media is awesome for staying connected in a healthy way, but can also be a terrible thing in just keeping people completely distracted and disconnected in an unhealthy way. And so that's always going to be that way. But there's something beyond all of what we have in this natural world. Something beyond all the wisdom of man, science, medical breakthroughs, the financial gurus, just beyond all that, and it's called supernatural, not made, not cut with, the man, with man's hand, but something supernatural God wants to birth in you, and it's called hope. It's called hope. Well, Pastor Ray, hope is not really supernatural. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm talking about more than a natural optimism, optimism. I'm talking about a supernatural ability to believe God that the mountains that are before you, that Jesus said, if you have faith in God, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. It would, it would what? It would obey you. It would obey you. It really would. I'm talking about developing that type of hope and faith and confidence in God that works because I know that God loves me. Would you please stand? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and, and 21 says, uh, that God in his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope. And we say living hope. A new birth into a living hope. How many people would like a fresh dose of living hope this morning? You need some living hope. Just a fresh, you need, an, you, need, you, need, you need a download of living hope within you today. I want to pray for you. And if you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're also, he's brought us into a new birth, through the new birth into a living hope. You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior by confessing him, believing that he is God's son and confessing him as your personal Lord and Savior. So let's uh, pray this prayer with me. I'll pray it. And then you repeat it after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Thank you for Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that he shed his blood to forgive me of all my sin. I am born again into a living hope. Download that living hope into my heart right now. I receive in Jesus' name a new birth of hope into my heart, into my mind. May it affect my thinking and change my vocabulary and to change my outlook. I am leaving here today with a confident expectation of favorable outcomes, mountains of despair in my life, are being brought to nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, for a living hope.
Praise God. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, first time guests, if you'll make a left when you get to the back of the sanctuary. Before you leave the sanctuary, make a left. There's a, a team of people back there who would love to meet you at our Connection Center. Also, if you need prayer, Jason will meet you back there, and they'd love to pray with you. If you have any other sp specific prayer, uh, they'd be happy to pray with you. And so uh, avail yourself to that. And again, next Sunday morning, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. So we'll see you then. God bless you.